Welcome and thank you for joining us. You are listening to the Legal Technology Review Podcast, powered by the Cyber Advocate. As always, I am your host, Brian Folk, civil litigator and the author of the aforementioned Cyber Advocate. Before we get started on today's topic, we want to remind everybody that uh, we don't really get to any of our listeners without some help. Uh, you may have seen us on the blog, you may have seen us on social media, but a lot of other people don't have that access. If you like us, go ahead and share us. That's how people find out about our our podcast, and we really appreciate it. want to welcome our guest, Jason Marsh, back to the Legal Technology Review. Jason, thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Good to be back. I, I, I got to tell you, the for all the listeners who haven't listened to the first podcast interview I did with Jason on digital marketing in general, uh, it was probably one of the most interesting, it was, it was probably one of the most interesting uh, podcast interviews I've had the opportunity to do and one of the most enjoyable and I really really strongly recommend anyone go back and and listen to that it's it's a little bit longer than the other podcast recordings and the reason for that is because we kept talking and I couldn't find anything that would that I could cut that's how good the the information was and it was a fascinating fascinating uh, interview and that's the the quality of the information is why I wanted to bring you back today Jason because there's a lot of things that you can talk about when you're talking about digital marketing. There's, like I mentioned, I think in the last interview, I said we could talk about the simple, basic components of SEO for hours. But yeah. one of the biggest things for law firms is that, with the exception of a few of the big law firms who aren't going to be listening to this podcast for help on digital marketing, <laughs> um, local information and local markets are key because a law firm is inherently local with state licensing and practices that are usually word-of-mouth based or have historically been word-of-mouth based for advertising, you create a local niche. And there is a very specific aspect of internet marketing that deals with businesses like that. And there are a lot of other businesses like that, but it's local ranking, local SEO, local search, but it's internet marketing with a highly local component. Jason, you're the expert. You uh, you do this for a living. What? How, how do you describe and ascribe the importance of local rankings for businesses like law firms? Yeah, well, the importance is, especially if you're a law firm that is likely to have clients that are, if you're a consumer-focused firm where you're likely to have clients that are going uh, into, like, local, looking locally in Google or other search engines to identify someone that might help them. So, uh, say, for example, you're a criminal attorney and someone has a DUI. Maybe they don't already have a lawyer or someone they know in the legal industry. They're probably going to go to Google and start, at least start there to try to do some research on you know, what type of lawyer they need, what issues their case may be facing, and um, you know, and what lawyers are out there. So if you're, not, if you're not visible in some way when those people are out looking for you, it's not likely you're going to have an opportunity to at least get that case or have that conversation. So I think that's really the, where the importance is. It's just a visibility factor. I think most people have some notion that there is a local component to search. I mean, when you search on Google, you get your, you know, you have that nice little map that shows your, your local options. But what does it mean to have, to, to be visible on a local search? Well, so the, the, the big thing is, and from a local search is, you know, there's essentially if, if when, when you break down what you're, when you go to Google, 
uh, if we're going to talk about local search, and you type in any search query, especially one that is locally oriented, you know, centered around a specific geographical area, um, yeah, as you break down the, what you're seeing on that page, how, how Google set that page up at the very top of the page, there's going to be some paid placements. That's advertising, so that's usually the first three. And then also along the side, slightly smaller, there's about eight or so that make can run along the side. But beyond those first three, you then... Uh, you then have about 10 organic results. And then depending on the search query, you're going to have a local, like a block of local listings. And that can sometimes be right at the top. Sometimes it can be more in the middle of the page. Uh, but you essentially have three shots at getting on, let's say, page one. So one, you can advertise. That's always an option. We can talk more about that. Um, and then the other two are, are essentially organic. But uh, one has a more local component to it. So the first part, uh, when it comes to the local aspects, is the very first thing you need to do is just make sure that you claim your your local business profile with Google Plus. So that so that's number one. If you don't do that, you're going to have a much harder time having any shot whatsoever uh, is showing up in that local pack of results simply because that's what the map is tied to. So so that's number one. That that's a pretty easy thing for anyone to do. Um, just just make sure that you know. Oftentimes your profile may exist, so you may need to claim it and verify it, and then essentially update it. Make sure the information is is complete and and accurate and consistent with uh, with you know all the other sources of information you may have on online as far as your online citations go. How is local search and preparing and I guess optimizing for local search different than optimizing for search generally. So, you know, that that's a good question and to be honest with you, I'm not sure it's that different to begin with. I mean, is, is the, it more a component of optimizing for for search yeah, generally? Yeah, in our experience, you know, if you do a good job just generally optimizing the site and and that's not just, you know, some small little thing, optimizing the site means creating really high quality content that focuses on the specific niche that you cover. Um, and then, uh, you know, promoting that content, trying to develop some type of quality backlink profile that builds the authority, but you're going to rank in both. Um, so, so let's just back up one second, just to give people like the bigger picture of how Google works, how they rank different sites and why they would do it. And if you just think about it very logically, uh, you know, Google's job is to deliver uh, a, a good experience to people that go to Google. They're looking for a specific thing and they want to give those people really high quality results about whatever it is that they're looking for, whether they're getting trying to gather information or they're looking to buy something. It's Google's job to provide the best possible set of results. That was one of the reasons why, despite what it seems, there's always Google has a very built-in incentive to always make sure that there is room for organic search results. So there's so there's always a reason to target. You know, even if you're not paying for advertising, there is a reason for this. They have a built-in incentive. If they lose eyeballs, they no one pays to put ads on on Google, and so they actually have a a, a pretty good incentive to make sure that they're giving good search results. Yeah, totally. I mean, their their business model, when you think about it, is not entirely different than the New York Times business model. The New York Times or, or any publication that you've ever heard of, their job is to create really interesting content that's going to draw people in and then sell ads along that to support it. That's essentially Google's business model. They're not creating content. They're essentially indexing information on the web. But if they don't do a good job of that, they're not going to have very much luck selling advertising. So their product really is, their core product is Google search. And they have to, you know, they have to provide good results to users to keep them coming back. And then they can also sell advertisers 
uh, sell ads to advertisers, and that's essentially, you know, I don't know, 95% of Google's revenue, right? So, you know, people think of Google as a technology company, which it is, that's the backbone, but it really makes its money exactly the same way as the New York Times does. They sell ads. Or as the local billboards. Exactly. And so, um, so in any case, in terms of the organic rankings, the way Google gets there, they have there's really two core factors that I would boil it down to. There's relevancy and authority. So somebody goes into Google and they're typing in whatever the thing that they're interested in. Google's now indexed the whole web so they know what's out there. Um, they have to determine, based on that search query, what's relevant. Okay, so, so now they have a long list of all these sites that are relevant to that specific search query, that topic. Well, that could be thousands and thousands of sites. So now they have to find a way to prioritize that. So who's the most authoritative? And then they come up based on you know, a very sophisticated algorithm that's looking lots of different signals across the web to determine uh, that level of authority or importance or value, but that's how they essentially score sites and rank them in a particular order. So as a business, it's your job to figure out what your area of focus is, create really good information that's going to demonstrate to Google that you're both relevant and authoritative on that topic. And so I would say just in general, the more relevant and the more authoritative you are to a specific topic, the higher Google will rank you. That's just the logical approach. Now, there's a bunch of little things that go into doing that, but that's the big picture. Now, so it was, it was interesting. I actually had the opportunity to speak with uh, a gentleman named Dan Weeks on this uh podcast program about a month ago and he, he has a product lawyer marketing score are you familiar at all with the i think i've heard of it but i'm not not totally familiar with what it is exactly he's in a beta right now and it's it's it struck me as an interesting very interesting concept this idea that you know there are so many ways that you can go about grading a website right and all these companies offer a way to grade a website and a lot of them a lot of them actually grade real things and give you a real grade but it all falls back to one thing when you're trying to market online, you're competing against someone. And so it falls back to this whole, uh, my, one of my favorite uh, jokes of the two people out in, you know, out in the wilderness. And one of them says, uh, are you afraid? And the other guy says, no. The first guy says, well, if there's a bear, are you going to think you can outrun a bear? And the second guy's response is, I don't have to outrun the bear. I have to outrun you. <laughs> yep. And so that whole, that kind of concept is you don't need you, you only need to pass the bar exam by one point. You only need to win the race by a nose. So lawyer marketing scores is it, analyzing local search results for comparable law firms and saying, okay, here's how you stack up against your local competitors. Do you think, I mean, there, there does appear to be some, it makes sense. And I don't, I'm not familiar with too many people who are actively out there doing that for law firms. How would you use that information? Yeah, so I mean, I'm not I'm not at all familiar with that product and, and how that might work. But you know, if, if you're a firm and you want to see how you stack up against another law firm, well, type in your practice area and your city, and you're going to see how you stack up. You might be on the first page, you might be on the fifth page, and you know maybe maybe the product you're talking about will give uh, you know some guidance on what you can do to improve. Um, but I can tell you, generally speaking, what those things are going to be. You know, there's lots of little you know, fine tuning that you can do on the website, it helps. But in terms of the really important things, the bigger things is you really need to create something of value on the site that's going to be content. So 
that could be writing extensively about the practice area uh, that you cover, you know, and, and really attacking it from all angles, from all the different industries uh, or individuals that your practice area might affect and how, but think of it uh, you know, in as many different ways as you can, write extensively about it, maybe shoot videos and do Q&A videos about it, but create something of value on that site. That's core, that's foundational. And once you do that, then it's about promoting that. And, and in terms of promoting that, you know, in the past people would, or, you know, talk about link building and, and I think that's really gone away. I mean, at this point, you know, in the past you could go hire a company and they'd go build, you know, a hundred or 200 links and, you know, God knows how they did it or where they were finding those links. Uh, but at some point, Google's algorithm was able to catch up with that. And, 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 and you know, Google, we, like these algorithms are very sophisticated, but at the end of the day, despite all of the, you know, the technological details of the algorithms, they're very logical in nature. They're just trying to mathematically assess uh, you know, the, the web as a whole, and but ultimately try to determine, hey, what sites are relevant to this search query, and of the ones that are, which are the best? And to weed out uh, which appear more relevant based on shenanigans and other, you know, inappropriate, they, they, you know, they're called black hat SEO strategies. It's, you know, and like we said, Google has a reason to work to prevent those from showing up on your, on your search results, because if they're not, if they're not supposed to be there, then you're not going to get any value from them. You're not going to get any value from going to Google. Uh, we were talking to Jason Marsh about local search and impacting local SEO rankings on the Legal Technology Review podcast, and we will be right back. You're listening to Legal Technology Review on the Cyber Advocate. Don't forget to follow all the latest on tools and technology for legal service professionals at www.thecyberadvocate.com. All right, welcome back. We're talking about local search. Jason, we touched on a couple a couple things briefly. I'd like you to help educate both me and the audience. What are the key factors that go into a quality local search ranking? Uh, so there's there's a number of things. So we were talking about just the, the bigger ideas of relevancy and authority. And you know, relevancy is going to start with creating uh, an informational resource, whether that's text, whether that's videos or graphics, uh, photos, whatever it is, reports, um, white papers, what, whatever type of content you, you create, ultimately the foundation has to be uh, something of value. All right, so, so that's the first step. And then beyond that, uh, you need to promote that content. And we were talking about the idea of link building and that, that stuff has gone away. But now the, the idea is earning links. So it's trying to find other online entities. Um, and, and these are also real people and real businesses. But people that would be interested in the things that you're talking about and writing about. And, and, and very much in the way that I'm doing this podcast right now. You're interested in something that I I had to say, but asked me to participate in the conversation. This happens to be taking the form of a podcast, but um, you know, someone that publishes a website that covers some particular industry or a particular practice area of law or an association, they all have a need to produce content as well, and they're looking for thought leaders in a space. So if you can create interesting content that demonstrates that you are a thought leader rather than just you know a couple paragraphs about every little practice area you cover and then call it a day, uh, that that is one way that you can go out and then promote that content where other sites, other online entities are going to want to link back to your site because they feel 
material that has value. And that's what's known as a backlink profile, but that is a measure of authority. That That's historically been one of the you know, the most, you know, the strongest ways that Google uses to measure, uh, you know, what site is more authoritative than the others. So the, you, you talked about that before, and I want to uh, encourage any listeners who are interested in learning more about the relevance versus authority to go back and check out the previous uh, podcast and blog post accompanying on digital marketing, because there's a lot, a lot of great information about that. But you break it down, the search into two primary categories. One is relevance, the second is authority. And where in your mind do local factors come into play most? To the relevance or to the authority of the site? Well, it's going to be both. And and the relevancy part of it's pretty easy to establish, right? You know, that's going to be like like we talked about, make sure you set up, you know, start with Google, you know, your Google Plus business listing, make sure you've claimed that and, you know, completed that. Make sure you set up all of your other online directory citations accordingly. There's a great tool out there, uh, Moz Local, and that, that can automate some of that process for you, you know, because there's tons of, uh, you know, informational business directories that are out there. The Moz directories in general, they tend to be probably the single best resource that I've, I've, I've run across when doing any research for digital marketing. Everyone seems to, well, and everyone relies on them, so they become more authoritative. So it's very useful stuff. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a good company. They have a lot of really good tools, but, you know, they're, as we're talking about, they're a very authoritative resource in the industry, you know, so they, uh, they publish a lot of good, valuable information, and they also, uh, you know, as a business, they sell um, SEO tools, but, but for, you know, for local, it, yeah, it's about $100 a year, I think, for, you know, the local business profile, and that, that makes so you don't have to go submit to hundreds of different online directories. It can do that uh, in some automated fashion for you. I would suggest for people to manually do the industry ones, um, you know, like Avo, that's another one. You want to make sure that you claim that profile, update the information, get peer reviews, you know, increase increase your Avo score as much as you can because uh, that tends to have a lot of visibility in local search as well. I remember when we were talking about this subject prior to today, we were talking about kind of the concept of improving local search on a free versus paid uh, methods of improvement. Right. What methods are there available to improve local search, and is there really even a free way nowadays? I'll tell you what the free way is, and, the, and nobody likes this way, or very few people like this way. The free way is get in front of your computer and just write very extensively about you know, all, what we're talking about, about your practice area. Just write a lot of really good content. That's the freest way there is, and of course that still requires your time. But if you're not willing to do that, yeah, then you're going to pay. You're going to pay someone else to write the content. You're going to pay to advertise, but that's how you're going to get your business to be present in local search queries. Those are the, those are really the options that you have. Now you mentioned you did mention uh, Avo, and what are the? Uh, I guess that what are the the online marketplaces directories that are essential for law firms to be a part of in order to create and improve their local search ranking. Well, I mean, I think, you know, again, like Google Plus is going to be the biggest one because it's a Google property. So you want to make sure you've, you've covered that before you've done anything else. Um, and then some of the other bigger ones, you know, Yelp or, or Yelp is a big review one. That's also, um, that also lists, you know, for people that are searching on a, you know, a, an Apple device using the map that that's actually pulling Yelp's local business information. So that becomes important. Although obviously is a huge industry directory. So you, and, and that also has a, you know, algorithmic ranking factor, but I would, you know, encourage everyone to make sure that, you know, add your picture to it because, uh, you know, claim it, add your picture, and 
and, and one of the biggest things that you can do to improve your Alvo score is get uh, peer reviews from other attorneys. Um, as, and you can also encourage people, uh, your clients to review you on Avo as well. That which is that's nice to have. That doesn't generally improve the score uh, as much, but it's also it's a very easy place to get reviews. They make it very easy in that regard. Whereas getting reviews in Google Plus is also an, is a nice thing to do. But for somebody that doesn't have a, a Gmail or an and a Google Plus account, there's some hoops somebody would have to jump through in order to write that review. My understanding is that reviews are universally probably one of the two or three things that appeared on every single person's suggestion of how to improve or maintain a high-quality local search ranking. Given that reviews can be a little bit dangerous for law firms, given that there's very, you know, the very specific uh, rules, and different states have different rules, unfortunately, about exactly what can go in a review and how attorneys have to monitor, and then, of course, there's the one that everyone's afraid of is that you can go ahead and encourage reviews. What happens when someone gives you the bad one? Is it something that you would recommend still pursuing even with those increased risks for law firms? Yeah, I would absolutely. And, and you know, you mentioned you know, it improve organic ranking. I'm not sure how much reviews today are a factor or a signal in the algorithm in actually improving your ranking because I think that that signal may have been turned down in recent years because of the ability to manipulate them. However, I think they have huge importance in your overall presence, um, simply because having, you know, when somebody's doing a search, one, you know, there's going to be a star rating that appears with your uh, with your, you know, the link to your website, which one is going to make it more visible. And then, of course, if you have a very high star rating, that's that's just a human thing that, you know, someone wants to see that other people have been happy with your service. So I think that's a, a human factor that you can use to improve the perception of your firm. So again, I'm not sure it, it probably has some small lift in terms of your overall ranking, but I wouldn't make that a core thing in, in terms of trying to drive your rankings, but just to, just to improve the presence. Uh, but would I recommend doing it? Yeah, but I think a firm needs to develop a you know, a clear practice on how they approach, uh, you know, past clients and um, encourage them or, or at least make them aware that they have a few different places online that if they're happy with the service they've received and, you know, the outcome of their case that they can go ahead and write a review. Um, but yeah, you do have to be careful and, uh, you know, depending on the state, you have to make sure people aren't, you know, making, you know, crazy claims about different things because, you know, I know you can potentially be liable, but, but I think those, those are more of the, you know, the, the exceptions than the rules, but the benefits far exceed the, the potential risks. What weight do you give to adding local businesses, especially professional businesses like a law firm to things like Google My Business or Facebook Places? What, what, yeah, I mean, I think you absolutely have to do that. I mean, Facebook places or or the Facebook, I don't know about Facebook is maybe that fine if you want to do that, but but, but absolutely. But Google specifically, absolutely. And and only, and primarily because it's a Google property. And when, when Google's displaying their information, they're pulling it from their own property. So yeah, as, as we've said, you absolutely want to make sure you've claimed that profile, updated the information, make sure, you know, the name, the address, the phone number, you know, is, is correct and consistent with, um, you know, where you have it listed in other places. But, but yeah, absolutely. You want to have that information. All right. We are talking to Jason Marsh, Marsh 8. We're talking about local SEO and local SEO practices and improving your local search ranking. You're listening to Legal Technology Review Podcast, and we'll be right back. 
forget, you can subscribe to the Legal Technology Review on any of your favorite podcast apps or over at iTunes. Just search for Legal Technology Review or The Cyber Advocate. Also, don't forget, you can get all the information on the latest tools and technology for legal service professionals at www.thecyberadvocate.com. All right, well, we are back with Jason Marsh talking about local search. And actually, th- Jason, this was probably the, the, the part of the interview that I really wanted to talk to you about. What, in your mind, are best practices for making sure that you have high-quality local search ranking? Well, I think for starters, make sure you have you know, a modern, mobile-friendly, mobile-responsive website. Um, you know, generally WordPress is a good platform to have that on, and that's that's you know not very difficult to do these days. But just as a foundation to everything else that you're going to be doing on the web, um, so so that's one piece. Again, I'd, I'd say make sure you claim your your Google business listing. Then uh, you know make sure that you're you know either adding or claiming all of your other industry listings, and then you can use a tool like Moz. Uh, local to get all of your, you know, your local business citations, uh, you know, organized with the same name, address, and phone number uh, across the web. Now, when you talk about those directories, um, I know that, you know, all of the ones that are available for law firms have options beyond just filling out and claiming. Do you recommend doing the paid versions of some of those directories? Yeah, I mean, I recommend maybe experimenting with it. You know, you don't necessarily have to sign, you know, every one of them's. Well, I mean, here's the bottom line. All of these directories, when you think about their business model, especially if you can if you can create a free listing in their directory, well, you can bet the day you do that, you're going to start getting phone calls from salespeople that are trying to sell you the ads and why those ads are targeting their audience really well and that they've got this many people looking for lawyers just like them every day. And, yeah, while well, some of that may be true, I think, um, it's probably worth maybe a small experiment. I wouldn't bet the farm on that. Uh, you know, for a lot of the clients that we deal with, yeah, you know, some of them have success with it, uh, but it certainly isn't isn't generally like the, the biggest, most effective channel that's that's driving business towards them. So I would say, like with anything online, it's worth some small experiment. If it continues to work, then you can continue to do it and scale it out and invest more money. But if the ROI is there, why not do it? All right. And so now beyond the directories, what's what's your next uh, step in best practices? The biggest thing I feel like when you when you when you look at uh, you know, online marketing, especially for law firms or any local business, but it's unbelievably competitive with lawyers. So um, so so no one should have you know, any um, you know not don't, don't you know don't don't think like it is one of the most competitive industries uh, that I know of. Uh, so you're not going to luck into a number one search ranking on a major and and very lucrative search term. There's money to be made on that search query. It's you can you can bet that it's going to be very difficult uh, to rank for it organically. It's going to be very expensive uh, in the paid advertising channels uh, on a cost per click basis to advertise. So you know that's just the reality of of the industry. And of course, it doesn't mean it's not worth exploring doing that. It just means that you have to be prepared for the competition. Yeah, you have to be prepared to invest in it. You have to understand that it's a you know, very competitive landscape and you know it's not going to all happen right away. But yeah, if, if you do it and if you do it right, the ROI can be excellent. So as long as um, you know the expectations are, are realistic, then, then that's okay. And and so, you know, we talked about, okay, you've created a website, so that's good. Um, you've got your online, you know, directories and citations organized. That's great. You know, 
those things by themselves aren't really going to do too much for you. Really, uh, the next thing is you, you've got to well. What I what I try to explain to lawyers is try to find uh, hone in you know hone in on a very specific niche within a practice because you know the broader the area that you're trying to target the more uh, competitive it's going to be the more expensive it's going to be to advertise simply because that's where everyone else is migrating so I always encourage lawyers to try to uh, find somewhat of a you know a niche within a practice area and really try to specialize in that and then you can go wider from there over time but an example would be if you're a criminal lawyer try to find a specific aspect of criminal law maybe it's juvenile law and really try to become the juvenile lawyer within that geographical area you'll have a much better chance of organically ranking you'll have a, a, a much cheaper time trying to advertise for those type of search queries rather than just trying to be the catch-all criminal lawyer that's uh, going to take you know DUIs, white-collar crime, um, you know, all the different uh, types of you know cases so I would say try to find some niche and then focus on that start to build some content around that specific idea and that'll help uh, you get a lot more attraction with with your marketing dollars and with the with the content that you are creating and so, and the content uh, when we're talking, we're talking about local search to enhance local search, especially. Uh, what emphasis do you put on making sure that that content itself not only self-identifies, but I'd say really directly addresses local uh, issues and local events? Well, as much in as in as much as you can do that, but let's just you know let's just use the criminal attorney um, example. So obviously, you know, there's going to be a lot of information. So, so first of all, just your your site by having its address and by having all these online citations pointing back to your site are are very indicative of the relevancy of your site to a particular geographical location, right? So so that addresses that relevancy factor. And then in terms of the content. Um, you know, let's say you're writing about juvenile, you know, laws and issues. Of course, you want to write about, you know, how the laws in a particular state or a particular jurisdiction might affect someone's children. Um, but, you know, again, you want to try to take that issue and tackle it from as many different directions as you can. Not every single thing you're going to write is going to have some in a local geographical angle to it. And that's okay because, again, you want to be relevant not just to the geographical area, um, which you are, but relevant to the topic. But remember, you know, there's, this is a competitive landscape, so you need to be more relevant, more authoritative on that specific topic than the people around you. So it's better to pick that niche topic because you'll have a better chance of, uh, you know, so for an ex just as an example, if you want to focus on juvenile law, you know, you look at the other criminal law firms in your area, well, every one of them probably has one page on juvenile law, one page on some other, you know, DUIs, one page. Well, you want to focus, create 30 pages on juvenile law. That's how you'll become more relevant and more authoritative on that one specific niche, and you'll have a much easier time ranking and generating organic traffic that way. And mentioned before that, you know, the first step is, is creating this great content, and that once you've created it, then you have to essentially promote it. What are some best practices for promoting content when focused on local search rankings? Uh, so, you know, that's that's the hard part. That's the really challenging uh, creative part of, you know, organic uh, ranking for an internet marketing. But, you know, think about, you know, there's a number of different things that you can try. I've heard of businesses, you know, maybe creating a, a local scholarship. You know, so they're, they're doing something special that, uh, you know, some local organization, so, so create a local scholarship for a school. That school might then link back to you saying, oh, this, you know, this, this, this business, 
created the scholarship. You might review other local businesses that you've dealt with by writing a blog post about them online and then saying, hey, we, you know, we, maybe that's an accounting uh, firm that you work with. Let them know, hey, we've, we've wrote this great review about you on our blog just so, you know, just so you know it's there. And they might turn around and, and want to link to it simply because they want to they want to share that information with their own customers. But uh, when you talk about link building or link earning, that it's a challenging thing, but ultimately you have to think about and and whether it's a whether it's a local link and people talk about you know the idea of hyper local links. I think those are extremely valuable. But more than anything else, you want to get other high quality organizations and websites to be linking to you. And so if you're creating something of value, uh, it's really just a matter of making those other entities aware of what you're doing. And that does involve some networking, some promotion, some publicity on on your end. But it could be within you know the uh, you know the within your within your church or whatever um, you know type of uh, community things that you're involved with. But if you're doing something of value, it's going to be much easier to get people to want to share your site and share your information on their web properties. Well, it, it seems like I mean most attorneys that are at least moderately effective at networking uh, have long embraced the concept that you don't network among just among other lawyers you do that you're active in your local church you're active in your local civic organizations your your local bar association your local charitable you know uh, events and associations and so it seems like in a lot of ways you can do you can really benefit your own local ranking by simply deciding to write about the things that you're already doing yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, and that's, and I always talk about that as, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of horizontal networking as opposed to, you know, vertical networking. Sure, it's nice to know, you know, and I, and I think certainly for a lot of lawyers, other lawyers referring them, uh, business is a good thing, but I don't know, say you're a, you know, real estate attorney, it's probably good to get to know, you know, commercial real estate developers, real estate agents, other people that work in different capacities within the same industry. And especially if you're writing about things, that they would be interested in, that their clients would be interested in, they're going to point. They're going to point those people back to you, or at least your site, because it's a resource. You just think of it that way. That's the best way. Just make your site a resource for something very specific, and the rest of the stuff will happen naturally. It's, it's you know, as opposed to trying to artificially, you know, build you know, you know, links or authority and all this other stuff. It just doesn't work anymore. Well, I, I tell you what, Jason, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to have you back on here because I want I want your uh, your A through Z on on promoting promoting content because I think it'd be phenomenal information for our listeners. But uh, before we go, for the audience listening, what are in your mind a few you know actionable items? What can law firms do today to make sure that they're taking the most advantage of local search rankings? Um, okay, well, so number one, just make sure that you've You've addressed your local citations starting with Google+. Make sure that information, make sure you've claimed those profiles, added your information, name, address, phone number is all consistent. So that's number one. Um, number two, I would say, you know, really start thinking about if you haven't already, what is your content strategy? How can you build, how can you create your, make your website an informational resource to the type of clients that you're looking to attract to other people in your industry that might refer uh, business to you? But, but think about that. How would you do that? Um, 
Don't even worry about how you're going to promote that content just yet. Develop a practice to encourage uh, or to get clients to review you, especially your happy clients, you know, after, uh, after you've resolved their cases. Um, and if you're advertising, I would say, you know, uh, make sure that you're also doing remarketing um, in addition to, to, to augment your advertising. And if you're advertising in Google AdWords, make sure you're advertising in, in Bing as well. All right, Jason Marsh, thank you for joining us to talk about local search and giving the audience some definite things to think about and making sure that we have the best possible local search rankings. But thank you for being with us today. Hey, it's good to, good to, to be on. Thanks for having me. All right, you have been listening to the Legal Technology Review Podcast. I'm Brian Folk, and we'll see you next week.